What are we talking about today? Uh, some little little known show um, on a little known platform by a little known company mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, called The Mandalorian. Love it. Welcome to Was It Good, the podcast that reviews movies and TV shows. Today we are talking Mandalorian season three. I'm Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Arjuna, Krishna, and our producer, Michael. And, and we, we are, was, are was, it was it good. And we Nailed are, was it, it good. <laughs> and we are, was it good. I actually forgot we did that. That was uh, got, The three of you guys got it. This I, is, I messed that up. This is a thing you've been doing the longest out of everybody. It's true, and I forgot this time. Wow. Is that because The Mandalorian was such a impactful, deep thingamajiggy uh, <coughs> that you're distracted with all the emotions and things that you've felt watching that i'm actually just distracted by our our new set here wow the the beauty of it all and it was just taken aback i was like yeah that ethereal light coming in from that right side there i like new things it's because i was so inspired by the pope's exorcist that i really wanted to brighten (laughs) things up you wanted to make that our our swan song yeah basically yeah Yeah. oh god yes i want to know when you're going to buy the pope exorcist action figure to put on that Shelf behind you there. I I'm not gonna lie. I did take a look to see if like the Sideshow Collectible, which is one of the the bigger like premium format companies. I like. I was like, oh, maybe they got some license. I don't know. I they mean, didn't though. They, no, no, nobody has. Oh, for the nobody. Pope's Exorcist. That would I'm be sure wild. you could find like an artist on Etsy to 3D print you something. I mean, I have a 3D printer. I could do it, but so you should. I'm not a very good 3D. He even print person. he even has like that pole thing that he holds in the end of, at the end of the movie. So like, it's a cool action figure with like a staff weapon. Thing. I would only want that if his like Vespa was a part of it with his glasses. Ooh, and everything. yeah, yeah. But we're not cool. talking about the Pope's exorcism. No, we are really on a tangent <laughs> here. We're we're talking Mandalorian season three. It's all obviously done. Uh, nine episodes. Eight. Eight episodes of glorious Star Wars conflict. I think I say content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The content would have been things happened. A word. Content. There was, there was content. How would you guys describe your experience in one word, Krishna? How would you wrap it up Ooh. in one single word, like your one word impression? Ooh. Uh, my one word impression is going to be armor. Oh wow! Uh, so I was thinking uh, this last episode, the finale had me thinking that when the show was first announced, you hear the the word Mandalorian. Mandalorians, they're well-known for their armor. It's the most iconic thing about them. And so you probably imagined when you the show was announced that you're going to get tons of guys, tons of people in armor fighting the Empire in armor, and it's going to be armor everywhere. And that finale finally realized the vision of every, like, the child in all of us of what we wanted, which is just a bunch of guys in armor fighting each other. And uh, the vision was finally realized in, in the season three finale. So we had the Praetorian Guard. We had the, obviously the Mandalorians, both, both sects. Uh, we had the jetpack troopers. We had Moff Gideon and his, you know, crazy looking uh, dark trooper prototype armor. Um, so there was a lot of armor. And uh, the, the, the child in me was happy about that. So it's interesting that you, you brought up, well, the, you made two interesting points. I'll do the, the polite positive one first, and, and then I'll roast you. The first one, 
Good. The first one, be, I think it's interesting you said, like, oh, the, the child in us that wanted to see all this armor, whatever. I saw a lot of people being like, oh, we finally got live action Clone Wars, the, the, the TV mm. series. Because you remember there, there are two main arcs in the Clone Wars series, I think it's like season five, when Maul first takes Mandalore, and there's the start of the Death Watch internal civil war. And, you know, there's that amazing shot where Obi opens up the hangar door and you've got Mandalorians beating the shit out of each other, shit exploding, and, like, it's just all-out chaos. And then, obviously, the final arc of the Clone War series when they actually take Mandalore with Ahsoka and there's that, again, clone troopers coming in, uh, Death Watch folks and Mandalorians, just all-out chaos and war and everything. So, you know, I think it's, it's it, it, to your point, like, it's great. We got what we've always wanted, which is, like, just big-ass epic battles. Um, the other thing that you brought up, though, was, like, the, the title of the show, The Mandalorian, because this season, I think a lot of people were... Not conflicted, but a lot of people were in like essentially two camps where it's like the show's called The Mandalorian isn't supposed to be about Din Djarin and his struggles of 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 being a Mandalorian, and a lot of people are you know would argue no, it's about the Mandalorian people because obviously the main kind of focus this season being uh, Bo Katan. Uh, I guess the question I have for you is like I remember when I first heard of The Mandalorian and the show, and Christian, you and I were at the celebration panel where. Uh, Pedro Pascal, I'm pretty sure, was on something. Uh, Dave and John was the first time we saw them basically circle jerk each other. Uh, it was a very awkward panel, but really interesting. Um, it was fun. But I remember like in that panel when I saw that, I was like, oh, the Mandalorian is Din. Like, that was my association. That's always, and that's still, to a degree, my association. How do you, like, do you, when you first saw I guess, were you looking at more as, like, the people or more as a person? It's good. It's a good question because I think for most of us, it's probably evolved, right? So I'm right there with you when we first saw that teaser um, at Celebration. It's definitely like, this guy is the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian are a broken, scattered people like the Empire. Um, we're following this one lone ranger through this Western type of landscape or this Western style uh, type of storytelling. Uh, so that's, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, but I think here we are at the end of season three and the term the Mandalorian is much broader now. Uh, I think at the, when we did our season opening pod for season three of the Mandalorian, I think I said, oh, you know, this is Grogu's story now. And this is, this Grogu is the Mandalorian that we're following very quickly though. This season is very Bo-Katan centric, uh, so perhaps it's just every season is going to be a slightly different focus on a slightly different Mandalorian. I do wonder. I do wonder if there was like an original idea that this was a kind of anthology show where each season followed a different Mandalorian, and maybe that's how we ended up with like the Book of Boba Fett. Like, <laughs> was that supposed to maybe initially be season two of the Mandalorian, and then like season three was supposed to be Bo Katan's story, and then et cetera, et cetera, and maybe you kind but of. The but you yeah, had you then, had these characters kind of all interweaving uh, and whatnot. But maybe like Din and Grogu became so popular that maybe changed the idea and the thinking of it. I mean, I, on, on, honestly, only the creators know. But it, I did wonder that a lot watching this season because it, it did, as Christian said, feel like Din and Grogu were were sidelined for large swaths of the season. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. I I I. Get the impression now, especially here in season three, where I think the popularity of, and I think it's Grogu specifically, yeah. this Baby Yoda thing, 
probably did change the trajectory and the storytelling of the show, maybe. And like you said, only the storytellers will know that, and they probably won't admit it for a while. But if yeah, ever. it's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, I'd also like to interject a little off topic, but his name is Jaren, <laughs> as, as we learned in the finale here, because Den is a title. Mm. I thought it was a surname. Uh, well, yeah, I thought Den it Grogu is well. Grogu's new name, right? And so, but, so, yeah, so Den Grogu, could be surname, right? As Surnames well. usually come second, but maybe but Mandalorian <laughs> does it differently. Yeah. I mean, but do you guys have any ev- evidence or knowledge to whether that's a surname or a title? Nope. Just how I don't know about hyperdrives and how they work. I don't know how surnames work in Star Wars. <laughs> the Holdo Maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Seems yeah. like a good place for me to look something up. <laughs> Juno, your one-word impression for Mandalorian. Uh, I'm going to go with uneven. I thought this season was pretty uneven week to week, right? I, I thought there were some, some good episodes. I thought there were episodes that um, didn't make as much sense uh, or didn't, didn't flow Name at least well. two. Uh, episode three. Episode Which one was five, that? What was that episode one? Episode seven. Wait, what was episode three? <laughs> episode three was the Dr. Pershing episode. That was my favorite episode. Which w- I, I did like that episode, but I think now when you look at the context of the whole show... Mm-hmm. It feels a little um, out of place. Out of place, and maybe like, do I wish they had used some of that time to maybe spend more time with like Din and Grogu? Yes, right, because it did feel again in the context of the whole show that these main characters were sidelined for a large swath of it, um, and I think that was the longest episode of the season of the series in general. And while I did find that portrait very illuminating, like we didn't actually return to Pershing. Uh, the rest of the rest of the season, we did get flashbacks. Well, last times, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not even a flashback. It's a recap. Last time, yeah, we got recaps. <laughs> yeah, and like, and it, and it, and it. I think it, it. I think this is where, like, as we've talked about many times on this podcast over the years, the like franchising of these types mm-hmm. of things, where that was an episode that felt like we're gonna add context to this time period in particular. Is that going to pay off in this show? Not necessarily, but we're trying to world build, and this is building a larger picture, right? Mm-hmm. That episode really illuminated. This is what's going on with the New Republic, and the and and maybe it does pay off in future seasons, right? We know that. Spoiler alert: uh, Dinjarin is pseudo-ish working for the New Republic at the end, right? He's going to start taking bounties for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we see some more of the. Uh, the fall of the New Republic. But at least within this season and this context, we didn't necessarily get that payoff. We didn't necessarily need the 50-plus minutes with the with the Doctor and everything. So, you know, I again, I did enjoy that episode, but I think within the context of the show, it doesn't necessarily work. And there were just different moments of that where you were going week to week, and, you know, I wasn't sure as a viewer, like, where was this show going and who are we spending time with and... Uh, you know, there there were things that felt that felt better and looked better. I think like the episode with the um, like the dragon thing, where it steals the, the where it steals the uh, in the, the first foundlings. episode. No, yeah. no, episode four. That was the like oh. sea creature in episode the first episode. But there, and I think episode four, where you get the Din uh flashback mm-hmm. with uh, Keller and Beck. You also had the subplot of the foundling uh being taken by the like dragon. Uh, bird thing that mm-hmm. they kind of chase, and like that was an episode that I 
that part I didn't necessarily like, like, right? Like the CGI looked pretty bad in that episode. Um, some of that stuff didn't work for me. And yeah, it was just, it was just an uneven season. A lot of ups, a lot of sure. downs, I felt like. So did you like the Lizzo and Jack Black episode? That was jarring Ooh. as well. Like that was a little like <laughs> I, I I like having having like really big name actors sure. cameo. I think in any type of popular <clears throat> franchise can always be a little jarring, and especially like Jack Black and Lizzo and even Christopher Lloyd right. are like very well known people uh, in specific roles and um, in specific professions that they are. Right, Lizzo right. is a very famous singer. You know, Christopher Lloyd is known as the Doc. You know, <laughs> Jack Black. Is Jack Black? Yeah. <laughs> he's Jack Black. He's is known as Jack. Black. He is industry. Like you know when he's in something, right? right? Uh, he's he's. It's very obvious. And I think to have like all three of those people in one episode, I was like, I was a little taken out of that episode in particular because I'm like, that's Jack Black. That's Lizzo. That's the Doc. Um, throughout the whole thing, and I kind of lost the the thread of that plot of the droid rights and whatnot. <laughs> I agree with you and it's sad because I've been wanting like a droid uprising element in Star <laughs> sure, Wars yeah. for a while yeah. I've been calling for that for a long time I'm like it's a very obvious thing that needs to happen in Star Wars at some point the droids are sick of being second class slaves to their to their sentient species overlords or whatever they need to uprise and uh you know, we got a little bit of that here, and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of a joke in this world, I guess." Yeah, but again, so. like those episodes, like episode three, five, and seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I because a lot of people seem to have issues with those, and like to a degree, I understand your comment of it, it being uneven. But again, like I like the idea that they they did something different this season. Like season two was very much your D and D style. Quest, the quest, the quest, Special the quest. quest. And yes, while that kind of helps because you know it's leading from one thing to the next to the next, I like these episodes because it breaks it up and then it also adds again to the world building aspect of Star Wars, right? Which yeah. Andor, you know, does I think really, really well. I guess for me, the the thing that it just didn't pay off, right? Like it did, like with that with that episode, that third episode in particular, with this droid rights episode, there it like didn't necessarily have the impact that made it feel like it was all part of a larger story that's being contained. But it did. They got Axel Axel, and the, the, the Mandalorian ships and everything at the end. So it worked out. So it's all tied in. There you go. You're welcome. It adds texture to the world and makes uh, the galaxy feel a little less small. There we go. It didn't do that for me. Hmm. Well, well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. There's the door. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, get out. Okay, that's a good pod. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll you, still go. You've um, you've seen uh, the Mario movie, correct? I have. Yes. Uh, Jack Black's performance <laughs> in Mandalorian oh versus Bowser. Which uh, do you prefer, Bowser? Okay, sure. There we go. So basically, what it really comes down to is you just don't like Jack Black's face. No, that's not it. It was just a weird episode where they had, again, three big name <laughs> performers all cameoing sure. at the same time. And it was just a little overload for me. I was sure. like, I'm, every, everywhere I turn, there's a cameo here. 
There's another. There was a cameo in this finale that also threw me off. Dave Filoni with his stupid hat in the bar. I'm like, what? That's him. But that was right his there. second one of the season. Yeah, yeah, but that one. But that one. Like I. But you know, it was. But just, you have to know what Filoni looks like. True. And yeah, only I think weirdos. Know You've what just Filoni outed yourself like. as a super nerd. That's fine. It's still. It's still. <laughs> Still when, I mi- I missed it. When when did at he the very end when the bar. Mando and Grogu end up at the bar, the Rebel Bar or the New yeah. Republic Bar? He he was in there. Yeah, he's yeah. on the left. He's wearing his signature. As long with uh, totally Rick. missed it. Uh, a yeah. couple of the other directors, directors as well. Yeah, there's like a group of them there. on the left side of the bar because it's like yeah. that U shape, and they're they're on the left side. And basically, I think with the purpose totally of showing it. them there, what it shows is that. The New Republic is just filled with alcoholics at this point. <laughs> well, they're all pilots, right? Because we've seen Filoni before as yeah, a, as a pilot. Uh, yeah, as a pilot, alcoholics so. and half baked ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Ravi, what's your one word impression? Uh, I think for me, it's going to be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be no, like no, no. I no. love that, uh, and I'm going to go with wrong because it just felt so wrong to like this show. At this season. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then anyone that I'm going to get into a discussion with about the show, I'm just going to ignore their opinions and say they're wrong. <laughs> and because I'm just going to be very kind of black and white in terms of my opinion. I think this show, like, if I was to rank the seasons right now, I'd go season one, three, two. Mm. I think that's kind of, like, season one was a great season because it was a great introduction to this world. A lot of mystery. Really good action. Um and just a lot of that kind of mystery box, which, you know, as you both know, is what I like when uh, when looking into sci-fi. Lost. Exactly. I couldn't get past season three. Um, <laughs> but then this season three of The Mandalorian, I think it, it, it did a really good job of, like, you say that you didn't know where things were going. And to me, at the very get-go, we knew in the very first episode what was the whole purpose of the thing, which is, reunite Mandalore. Is that going to be Din? I don't know. Is it going to be Bo? Is it going to be somebody else? I don't know. We'll figure it out as the show goes. But from the get-go, to me anyway, it felt very obvious. The point of the show is to go back and bring these people together and, you know, give them a home. Because it was also very much like, again, season one is the introduction. Season two is figuring out the Grogu thing. Season three is like, okay, Grogu is going to be with me. We need, like, a group. We need a home. We need our people and that's what we got ultimately because it ends right with the little that's all folks Looney Tune animation thing <laughs> where he's, he's sitting on his farm and, and Grogu is, you know, maliciously trying to murder frogs. It, it must make, Krishna, make Grogu Krishna's favorite character of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, frogs. Put it this way. I, I've been saying that when he tried to eat frog ladies eggs, I was like, go Grogu. He's doing the Lord's work. Trying to eradicate a terrifying species. Good job. And uh, he kept force torturing frogs at the end. I'm like, man, Grogu is so dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Very, I love it. Yeah, super dark side. (laughs) Din Din Grogu. Din Grogu. Sorry, yes. That last shot was maybe my favorite thing of the whole season, by the way. The Looney Tunes closing? Yeah, just him sitting at that cabin. Like, that cabin was like the most Western, like, mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like, it just yeah. was like, oh, okay, this reminds me of, like, Gunsmoke or something from, like, the 70s. So, if I was a true Star Wars fan, I would redo the exterior of my house to look like that. And we will. All right, there we go. New house project. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, our one word <laughs> sentence, if you rearrange it, is wrong, uneven armor. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. So oh. That's what we're saying it about sounds your like- armor. 
Whoa, hey, now, it's a, it's a <laughs> spec, yeah. all right? It's I was going to say, that sounds like, it sounds like the sentence if I tried to make armor or cosplay or something. I could show you, I could show you, actually, actually, here, for those who are lucky enough to, like, tune into our, our video show here, um, I can show you some really bad 3D prints of the Mythosaur. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, these ones, they're, they're all broken. Flat. Yeah, it, they, they didn't, like, work out properly. For those of you only listening, these are awful. <laughs> they are they're pre- just terrible. They are pretty I can, bad. I can, confirm, I can confirm our producer sentiment. <laughs> they look like biscuits. They're, they're not good. Moldy biscuits. Not, it's not good. <laughs> like Moldy, I said, it's not a biscuit I would eat. But biscuits. Three, 3D printing is not as easy as the internet makes it. 3D easy. printing is a complicated profession. It really is, actually. I, I Props oh. to people that are proficient and, and good at it. Speaking yeah. of things that are great, we when we did our first pod on Mandalorian Season 3, uh, we made a joke because we do jokes here, uh, that Arjuna should go back and retitle each episode uh, based on his uh, style known as DVD chapter listings. About this. Usually we do this for films, but because this is a series and because Mandalorian calls each of their episodes chapters, you know, one, and then the title, like, for example, the finale here was called, it's chapter 24, the and it was called The Return. The previous one was called Spies. Uh, so Arjuna went and spent uh, countless hours of research. Days. Days, even um, years, uh, potentially uh, That's coming up too with long. Decades. Coming up with his own DVD chapter listing, and as always, Krishna, our, our um, resident uh, voiceover actor, is going to uh, go ahead and uh, read these out to us in the style and uh, voice of the armorer. And there's dead air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the armorer. I'm like, wait. Oh God! You, you, you do an impression of the armor. She has a British accent, yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more. It's, oh yeah, it's something like it's something like it's like. Um, have Didn't, you ever yeah. removed your helmet? Yeah, she does. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> so we can. Arjuna's DVD chapter listing for season three of The Mandalorian. Wait, don't you have a Mandalorian helmet there somewhere? If you put that on, it would actually like help. You know, really kind of sell this thing. So I mean, if you we could keep talking, we're gonna go grab it, unless it's gonna be too yeah, much. So, of a as long as you don't think the voice, remember, it's gonna go through the helmet into the mic. I mean, Arjuna's our weird. audio guy, so you you ask Arjuna. It might me. help. It might yeah, help. You sell, actually, you it actually, might sell it. You actually get louder for the chapter listing, and I always have to lower it. So oh, so this might, might be a good this buffer. Might help mute it a little. Yeah, I think we'll we'll do that. Here we go. So Christian's going to do the DVD chapter listing in the voice of the armorer while wearing a V1 Beskar Mandalorian helmet. Oh, it's so rusty. It is rusty. Wow, that's clean. I like that. Oh, can you hear me? <gasps> wow, that sounds great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we got it. Here we go. Okay. Wait, wait. I gotta, I gotta make sure I can see my screen here. <laughs> oh yeah, good <laughs> point. <laughs> it's having trouble focusing. <laughs> oh, okay. The one with quests. The one where we switch protagonists. The one that ultimately didn't matter. The one with the cool flashback. The one with a bunch of action. The one with all the cameos. It's a trap. The one where Dave Filoni has his hat. Whoops. <laughs> the one where Dave Filoni and his hat show up. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. Were you watching a lot of Friends? <laughs> <laughs> I did, I, I did want to do the Friends nomenclature. Oh, gotcha. 
the one. It was I all along. My God. It's a pretty good impression. I think the helmet really helped sell it. I, did, yeah, I, did I think too. a little bit of the echo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think the next thing we need to buy you is the Bane mask. I think oh, you should yeah. start doing it. Like, whatever our next feature film is, we uh, should have him do it in the voice of Bane, but he'll need the little mask. I'm then. Bane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bane was reading. You Bane think darkness is your ally? Darkness is your ally. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I so have to say, my favorite, the favorite impression I ever, I've ever done is Boo. From Dragon Ball, that uh, was fun. That was a good because it's easy. But yes, yeah. sorry. It's a it's a good wrap up of, of each uh, episode. Um, and, and you wanted to go with the one because, like, why did you add the one into every title? Because it, it's it relates to friends, That's right? No, friends right. Okay. Nomenclature. Gotcha. But how does friends relate to men? It doesn't. It's just this is just fun. It's just an easy easy way to do it. Gotcha. The so one where you didn't spend dot, dot, years dot. on this. I did. I actually went through. I, w- I watched every single popular uh, television show, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, that was the one that felt the most right to do because it's like, if you think about it, the Mandalorian is like friends, right? They're just this group that's just trying to get along and figure out their lives. They have all this fancy stuff. You don't know how they really got it, you know? Mm. They afford, or, you know, they got all this Beskar and stuff. Just like in Friends, they have the really fancy New York apartments. Yeah. Cultural phenomenon. (laughs) Wow. Oh, boy. New York space. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the same thing, really. Good Lord. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt shows, he shows up in one, one episode. Yeah, just like Pedro. <laughs> well, actually, no. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Pedro, we didn't see his face at all this season. Yeah. Does he even exist? I don't think Do you think did. they used Respeacher for his <laughs> It's possible. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Could you imagine? I mean, how would... I mean, they fooled us really well then, if that's the case. That's true. I mean, I, mean, I could imagine. I mean, how far away? It doesn't seem like we're all that far away from that kind of stuff. And they did it with Luke happening, right? (laughs) Like, do we think he? Do we think he actually even showed up for any days on set? Yes, he has to get paid. Part of his contract originally was that he would show his face so he could get paid as an actor instead of just a voice actor. So it is a little strange that he wasn't that he no face was shown. Yeah, because that was sort of the contract stipulation, as far as I knew. It allowed him to get good money. So, so do you think? Do you think? Money. Do you think it's possible that um, maybe they they cut that that scene or scenes? Like perhaps there were it's possible. Like, yeah. You know what? There's no yeah. point in doing this because it's X, not what y, this season's Z. about at all. Well, also, so. I was thinking about it. I was like, is he just gonna end up being like, oh, man, I just bathed in the waters of Mandalore <laughs> for this, and now I got to do it again." It seems weird for him to have to show his face again. That's very true. Mm. See, I also thought like at the, the end after uh, the Vizsla child fully did the ceremony was actually, you know, now part of the crew. They were start taking their I thought they off. were all going to take their helmets off because obviously even though they have their beliefs, they still recognize this other clan that doesn't necessarily follow their beliefs 100%. So I was kind of curious to see if anyone would, you know, basically not question necessarily the way but decide hey maybe i'm gonna there is another way right. you know and 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 is it okay to take the helmet off maybe that's a season four thing if there is a season four we'll um, get that in boba fett's second season they'll allow everybody to take their helmets off like grogu and 
Mando got back together. Is anyone bummed that we didn't see uh, Boba Fett? Nope. Nope. Really? <laughs> really not bummed at all. Well, I'm yeah, bummed. I was happy. That was oh, the so best part of this. The best part of this season was that Boba was not in it. Wouldn't be sad if I never saw Boba Fett again. I'm not gonna lie. Wow. <laughs> you got a thing against clones, huh? No, I have a thing against <laughs> that show. <laughs> uh, I, I would have thought the 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 best time for Mando to have his helmet removed this season was when he was shackled by Moff Gideon. Like he was right there, right when he was uh, in Moff. Could have just taken his helmet off and been like, "Aha!" What was the point of I, capturing? I've done the I've done the one thing that that causes you trauma, which is removing your helmet in public. What you was didn't yeah. do it though? What it's was the, the sign that Moff is not truly all bad. But what was the point of Moff capturing Din? Right, if his goal was just to eliminate all of the Mandalorians, I'm yeah, why glad did you keep him alive. You, I'm glad you brought this up because I want to play a little game called <laughs> the Logic of Star Wars. Actually, it leads to my one-word impression: armor, it's plot armor. There you go. It's just, uh, you know, it's just we, we can't kill Din. So besides, we can't kill him. So. Besides, besides that, <laughs> okay. kind of like the you know the lack of logic in terms of yeah, why did he actually take Din? The other big couple of things that stood out in this episode: who escapes minutes later, by the way, like right? escapes literally minutes later. But the other, big but you one, knew what's going to happen. I mean, good lord. The other big one was Gideon obviously knows the location of where Grogu and Mando are in the base because we see him on <laughs> right. two blinking dots, right? He, he I like knows. how one was green and one was like orange red, or red, red yeah. right? Yeah. And we know, and Gideon knows that they're going to his cloning area where all of his precious like yeah, you can see it happening. Are. And yeah. instead of stopping them or sending troops or anything or locking the fucking door, even he's just he's he just, just let it happen. He's just steaming in his room. He's like, I can't believe they did that. And then he's just waiting for them to come so he can have a temper tantrum. Like, <laughs> the, the you broke all my toys. <laughs> the, uh, the the other big one, you know, the gauntlets are all flying down to the planet to give back up to Bo-Katan, and they pass through the clouds. And yeah. then a couple <laughs> awkward seconds later, time interceptors and bombers fly. You right guys through. just you just pass each other on the way pass on the way up. Like, pass oh no, that's that's something different. Yep. yep. Oh, well, Don't worry about the, that. In the defense of that, those clouds were hard to see through in all the previous oh, ep- like it's possible they didn't see each other. How they didn't wreck, I don't know. No, how they didn't crash into each other. Exactly. Something some else. Lo- that's a lot. Either way either way. No, yeah, guys, it's, it's the force. And then the, the, the last big one in this uh, finale or the, the, the finale episode was the jetpack that never runs out of uh, fuel or Which they energy. specifically show in episode four, four with, as a thing. With the bird dinosaur Absolutely. thing. Yeah. That like they can't chase it because there's a set amount of fuel. And then somehow they go into space. is able to go straight into <laughs> space, which I don't, I'm not, I'm not a physicist. I, I've never attempted to understand the math of thrust and leaving a planet's gravity. But from what I can tell, uh, at least on Earth, it requires a lot of fucking fuel. So how he did it, Star Wars logic. Maybe, maybe you only had. Maybe you, you probably need a lot less once you get into space, right? The zero gravity thing. Well, so I think once you maybe get he into had like just the lower, he had his extended gas tank on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this though, uh, as we're bringing up like the logic of Star Wars and kind of the silliness that we saw in the finale. One thing that just kind of popped in my head, actually, and I wanted to ask you guys this. Uh, we'll start first with the question. The question is, was that actually the OG Gideon that got vaporized? Yes or no? Yeah, I was going to say, he he was cloning Force-sensitive clones. 
Maybe he let them destroy them for a reason. That's what I was going to suggest. Because is it yeah. to make it believe and seem like that Gideon's all done? Because a couple of things. A lot of people, when we first saw Gideon episodes, uh, the seventh episode, spies, when he's shown, he has no mustache. <laughs> oh. And he looks a lot younger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh. is this is this a Gideon clone? Because the other thing, too, is... Just because those clones potentially had force powers, we know he's been cloning for a while. Who's to say that this clone is a good clone, right? It's a clone that works, it functions, it just has no force power or whatever. I mean, I think that's certainly possible. I did think it it was interesting that uh, I think we've, we've known about the cloning process and everything, and the we assumed that Grogu was being used to try and channel the force into the clones right i think we had all assumed that this was the snoke palpatine stuff so i didn't mm-hmm. think it was interesting that moff kind of going rogue and making his own clones to be force sensitive um i think it just depends on what they want to do with the story i think very easily if they want to bring moff getting back for season four or future season that that was a clone and there or there are other clones even if he is dead there are still maybe other clones running around um it reminds me, do you remember Stargate and the most Ball. annoying fucking villain of all time, which was Ball, because there were so many Ball clones. fucking clones. It's just like, you're a ball, you're a ball, and I'm never going to fucking die. Yeah. So everywhere. I really hope it's not that, because that was frustrating and really annoying at the end. I think it really, I, I, I think it's open enough that I could go either way. He right. either is dead or there's more clones. There's another clone facility. And you know, he's around. Who looks like they got hit in the face with a Star Destroyer or whatever that thing was, Snoke. What if Snoke is Gideon? Well, we know he's not. Snoke's like a brand new individual. But maybe the Snoke clone got smashed by a <laughs> saying, got his face all messed up, and now he's Snoke. Could be. I mean... They both, they both yeah. you know, have very little hair. And they're they're leaders of the <laughs> they're leaders of the first order, or Snoke is the leader of the first order, and in this Gideon appears to be in charge of all of these little yeah this separatists little, this, or, or not this, uh, what is it remnant the imperial imperial remnant well yeah, no his he, corner he's, of the empire yeah his whatever. corner he's not in charge of the rest of those random shadow people everybody like one eighth something like that. And yeah. we only know two of their names. Everybody else is kind of unnamed. So we're not sure who's who. But I, I do think, and this is not by any means my bold prediction for Mando or anything, but I do think this third and final season of Bad Batch, I think we're going to see Gideon in that. Mm. And I think we're going to see him close to the uh, cloners um, played by Jimmy Simpson. What's his name? Oh, that guy, yeah. The creepy guy. Yeah, creepy. Creepy Mr. guy. Mr. Creep. Creep. Mr. Creep Master 82. Isn't it like Renfeld? No. Nope. That's, that's a, a movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas He's Cage. He's a vampire. <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage. Uh, but I do think, yeah, I think Gideon's going to show up around there, and that's how we get the connection between, like, that's where he basically gets the idea of, like, what if I take and clone? Right. Um, and it also, the whole thing makes sense, too, because he said it in the seventh episode. The Jedi gave us the Force. The clones give us cloning. The Mandalorians give us armor. All of this is for his dark trooper foot soldier program thing. I did find it interesting. They showed it in the flashback at the top of the episode where he really tries to uh, push the, oh, cloning's not my thing. It's your thing, Hux, remember? So, like, that to me indicates that his 
little clone army is secretive yeah. to the rest of um, the Imperial troops. So I, I wonder if that gets found out and what that does to them. Do they all also decide to, like, we should make clone versions with the force of ourselves? Like, you know, what was it only the Snoke-Palpatine thing with by the time we get to the sequel trilogy that was happening, or were there other people doing this as well, right? Well, yeah, I would imagine that there's a lot of people specific with specific ties to the Empire because as we've seen with Bad Batch, the Empire went and unfortunately wiped out all the um, Kaminoans. 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 And they're obviously the best and I think maybe the only full-size humanoid cloners in the galaxy. So if the Empire has kind of full control over that technology, I believe the only individuals that are attempting to recreate do are going to be Imperials. Yeah. So I think what you'll end up seeing, and it, it kind of makes sense too. It's similar to, and we've seen this in the Clone Wars and, uh, and other Star Wars, um, you know, offshoots of things, games and books, where all fallen separatist leaders will take a, a droid army, right, and reactivate a droid army to go and further their own personal interests or repurpose them for something else. So yeah, I, I, yeah, it would make sense that somebody is like. The cloning idea wasn't a terrible idea. We just need to add some things to make it even better. Do you better. think this is Disney's way of trying to reboot the original Star Wars? The the huh? original trilogy? So you just clone Darth Vader. You clone Darth Maul. You bring them back uh, in episode no. 10, 11, and 12. No, <laughs> There's clone no. Vader and clone Maul and clone Anakin and no! clone Obi-Wan and clone Qui-Gon. Don't, They're all clones. Juno, don't put that out there. Take don't you do that to me, Ricky Potter. I mean, don't don't do it. I think I'd rather have time travel than that <laughs> shit. Well, see, cloning and time travel. Well, that's the thing. No. Like, Star Trek's whole like big <laughs> science fiction plot device, right, is time travel. Right, they use time travel in yeah. every single series for the most part. I think most movies have some connection or whatever yeah. to time travel. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe cloning is like the Star Wars thing. To, I mean, look at Star Wars they, over the last few years, right? In terms of what like overarching like themes themes and things that are really being beaten over the head or like really pushed programmed or pushed into the media and cloning is number one you know like in within the bad batch within mandalorian uh it is a huge part of like the like what they're pushing in terms of like clones 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 yeah i mean that they've directly the sequel trilogy they directly tied that whole idea to the prequels right yep the original trilogy so far, and I might be, maybe I'm forgetting something. Seems to be the only one that's missing any kind of cloning. Nope. I Who? think Ob- I think Obi Wan mentions he the mentions clone it the wars. very ep- the clone. Oh yeah, wars, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. I I mean I just mean like in terms of impacting the story that's told. Yeah, uh, that we know. Uh, of. I think uh, that we that we know of exactly. I mean, all these shows that are coming out directly before and after the originals, yeah. they all have cloning in it. It's safe to assume that. They're going to. There's there's no reason that they couldn't throw some stuff in with right. supplemental material that'd be like, well, cloning. Mm-hmm. There was a huge element of clones and cloning yeah. in the OG trilogy. You know, retcon that a little bit. But like, like let's take this Daisy Ridley Star Wars movie that's coming out. For example, who's to say there's like another remnant of the First Order and there's a crazy First or- Order person who's like, we need to bring back the old guard. Let's like clone Vader and like... Oh my God. You know, continue. Like they could, like they want to bring back iconic characters, right? It's like, let's just... But they, they bring technically, well, I guess they could. Could do anything. It's science fiction. 
Well, no, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you need, you actually need the actors, or you used to. Well, Hayden Christensen Vader, came back. V- Vader, you don't need anyone's permission. Yeah, you you don't need Earl Jones. No, because you could just he, redo he signed it over. if you wanted to. Signed he, it over his speech. Yeah, he speech. he signed oh, it yeah, over. That too. Okay, yeah. sweet. Then yeah, yeah, then you don't need anybody for Vader. Vader's back. There it is, guaranteed. Darth Maul, because Darth Maul is a. Like it's not a hu- well, it's a humor character, but you could still use a different. He's been voiced there's by a different performer. Yeah, there's, there's a performer. voice actor, right. and so they've used different voice actors yep. in the live actions too. So, so that's one that you um, can redo. I yeah. think this is all just filling in the somehow and somehow Palpatine returned. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys haven't talked about the what I thought was the biggest deal of this episode: the loss of the dark saber. Oh, we were getting to that. It was a point. It was a plot point. Oh, in the talking part. <laughs> I don't read those. I just put times in and then type. <laughs> I don't bother with I that point. point but yes, the dark saber was crushed by yeah. uh, super super megazord. Well, not super megazord, <laughs> but megazord or or super armored Moff Gideon. Roided up Moff Gideon. Yeah, roided ah. up. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was interesting. Um, first of all, I was like that dark saber we've seen since the Clone Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. That's when it's first introduced. And I always thought that was like Dave Filoni's baby. Mm-hmm. Like that's the it's been that it's been the one object that's sort of followed Dave Filoni as he's gone from show to show. Um so the fact that he let it go. <laughs> allowed it, yeah, to get crushed in this episode, yeah. it's definitely significant. Right. Um Well I, I also and yeah. I was well, also gonna say, I don't think it's I don't think it's um, a mistake or an accident that before this episode we got a lot of mention of Thrawn. I almost look at it as sort of a passing of the torch kind of a thing. I think I, I get. I'm getting the feeling that Dave Filoni is getting ready to sort of let the reins go a little bit. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but well, I, I thought the the dark saber because <laughs> so the spies episode came out and then the internet went nuts with. You're going to die. They're going to die. Th- that's going to happen. Death, 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 end, end, end. You had some VFX people. You had some of the stunt doubles uh, go out on Twitter and say things along the lines of, you're not ready for this ending. It's going to be so sad, da, 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 da. So just kind of feel this idea of, like, end, right? There's going to be some kind of end, end to a character. And I think what everyone was referring to, really, is the end of the Darksaber. Dark this inanimate object that, to your point, has been around for something like 15 years. And it's, but it's in over. canon, and how long has it been around? In canon, in, in, it's been yeah. around for a thousand years. Or thousand, something. Uh, yeah, is yeah, it gone? Time. I mean, the crystal didn't shatter, did it? Does it have a no, crystal? No, the blade itself is just snapped. So in theory, you the could casing, reforge it. Yeah. And we don't know if you they grabbed it or not. I will say, after episode six came out, a lot of people, or there seemed to be like people upset about the passing of the Darksaber, right? When Din, to, when Din kind of waves it, explains, and then hands it to Bo then. Plot armor. Yeah, and there was a lot of the plot armor there, and people, you know, the, and I, I think it, it, I think it's funny when Moff breaks it. He even's like, "You and your Mandalorians and your trinkets, trinkets right?" Yeah. You know, yeah. like it was it, it has been a big MacGuffin, right, for multiple shows and multiple seasons, and you know, you got the reveal at the end of episode, of season one where Moff had ignites it, it right, yeah. and you're like, "Holy shit!" He has a dark saber. Season two, it's a big deal because Din wins it, and then Bo won't take it. Um, you even get a lot of 
the him using the dark. Oh, he didn't really like win it. He just kind of accidentally got it. Yo, he beat Moth. I just beat Moth one to one. I I don't sure, sure, but yeah, I don't think it's accidental though. That's like it gets crushed at the end of season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah, and the next Star Wars show is Ahsoka, which is going to have Sabine who is a prominent wielder of the Darksaber, yeah. or was, I should say. So, yeah, I think narratively there's something there. Well, I'm, so I'm curious to see what they're, what the story is they're trying to tell there. So you're, are you in the camp then that uh, the Darksaber, that's not the last time we'll see it? I think it is the last time, and oh, I think it oh. signifies the evolution of Mandalore and Mandalorians. Yeah. And I think it's significant too, because Mandalorians are warlike people, that we saw the Mandalorians on Mandalore farming. I think yeah, that's, that's also true. another narrative like we're changing, we're evolving, we're not just yeah. warriors anymore. You have multiple factions working together, putting yeah. aside their differences. You have their quote-unquote trinkets that they've worshipped that was so important, not just to them, but also narratively to the show, right? Like mm-hmm. the Darksaber was a huge part and then it's destroyed and you're just like, well, it, it, like Christian says, there's this transition now where the Mandalorians are now kind of entering a new phase. And then I think you see that with the characters too, right? Like Din and Grogu are now have a little house and they're going to go on their adventures and things are different. Things are calm um, in in a way. It, it almost felt like to me this episode, I don't know how you guys felt, but like it almost felt like a series finale. Yeah, no, big like time. It, didn't, it, it almost felt like when you got that little fade away, it's like, now they just go on their adventures and you could do more seasons, obviously, but sure. it almost feels like this is like the end of the story that was they maybe set out to tell or something. And honestly, I, I would be okay with that because you never want something to be beaten to death, right? You don't want another Mandalorians like Dave Filoni has already not Dave John Favreau has already said that a season four has already been written. So he he's also said that he wants the Mandalorian to go forever, right? Which I don't, want. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, slightly concerning. But and then to that point, it's like. We, we, we know that they're together. They're going to go on adventures, et cetera, et cetera. Star Wars is a good is a gr- is a great thing when not everything is consistently just given to you minute by minute, play by play. And I'm sure in Disney's mind and John Favreau's mind, yes, we need to give you every single minute to minute because there's more content to be pushed or whatever. But again, it it won't. It doesn't feel special in that way. It just feels never ending and. The other thing, too, is with Din and Grogu, or excuse me, Din Din Grogu. Din Grogu. Din Grogu and Din Djarin. With Djarin and Grogu. Djarin? Djarin. With DiGiorno pizza. DiGiorno pizza. With DiGiorno pizza and Grogu. We know at some point, like, there is going to be an inevitable disconnect where they will go or have to part ways, right? Because we know that Grogu is going to outlive... uh, you know, not with the power of cloning. Well, we also no. know there's this movie coming, right? This there's Filoni also this movie, movie that is well. yeah. the culmination Wait, of the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and the yeah. other shows. Wait, as, what, ce- what as Celebration, three movies were announced, and one of them is Wow, Christian, you really, you really are off of Twitter. I haven't heard that's, this. That's great. Uh, but yeah, at Celebration Europe, uh, Kathleen Kennedy announced three films that are coming out. Uh, one of them is going to be directed by Dave Filoni. We're no idea when it's coming out. Uh, the main purpose of the film is to basically um, give kind of an end to 
The Book of Boba, Mandalorian, and Ahsoka. Yeah, they called so it the culmination s- of the events within those shows. So what a weird title. Something, yeah, very weird title. <laughs> um, the other two films, one is going to be with Daisy Ridley re- um, reviving her role as Rey. It takes place roughly 10 years. 10 or 15 years 15 years, years after. after the events of Episode Nine. A lot of people are like, oh my God, we're going to see an older, more mature Grogu. That's a huge possibility. Uh, and then there's another uh, movie that's going to take place 10,000 years before episode 10, one. 10,000 years before episode one. Sounds like a KOTOR. About, and it's about the first Jedi yeah. tapping into the Force. Yeah. No, or no. The first Jedi igniting the a lightsaber. I think it's the origins of the Force, essentially. Something like they that. They kind of described yeah. it as. The so. origins of the Force. Yes. The for, the for the Jedi. For for the Jedi <laughs> specifically. Oh, for the Jedi. Yeah, because remember, I mean, if you play Jedi Fallen Order, yeah, the first one. Fallen Order, yeah. They talk about the uh, Zeppo, which is an alien race that used the Force. The Pintu? And they're like 100,000 years old. (laughs) So the Force is The Force has been around for a while. I will say, say, um, so I am off of Twitter, but I'm still on Instagram. And one funny post I saw on that was Dave Filoni asked George Lucas if he could bring back Plo Koon. I'm assuming for one of these ending projects, and George Lucas completely shut it down, was like, fuck no. <laughs> Plo Koon is dead. Well, yeah, we saw him vaporized. Yeah, yeah, he died in episode three. Three, yeah. So he gets shot. He gets it's shot just, it's just Dave Filoni trying to just meddle with things. He should know. just push on the Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury slash Mace Window crossover. Window. Window. Mace Windu is alive and is trying to create the new Jedi Order, Correct. secret Jedi Order. Yep. And then they, then they, that Jedi Order will fight Ray's Jedi Order in the Ray movie. In the movie, riddle lead me this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God! It right. The movie writes itself. It's so amazing. my only question is: If they're doing a movie about the origins of the Force, how do they get Grogu into that movie? Can't. Well, I thought oh, they'd be Grogu's great, 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 great. I thought they were going to put Grogu in all of these movies. Clearly. Yeah, it's uh, it's his great, 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 great grandfather, isn't it? Or mother? Is Grogu going to show up in Andor? Sure. <laughs> Probably. Why not? <laughs> Star Wars is has Andor season two been greenlit? Yeah, yeah it's coming out. It's coming next, out next August. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, yeah. second and final season. They announced it always as a two-season project. Right. So next year you're gonna get the uh, finale for or the yeah series finale for Bad Batch and series finale for Andor. So you're gonna be nice and depressed in 2024. Is that great? No, I, I'm I'm to your point earlier where you hope they don't beat things to death. I'm glad those are announced in final seasons. Sure, but you're still gonna be I like sad I like in the, the wrap ups of story. No. Because it's Star Wars, you know, the next thing will be announced days after the, the show's end. And it won't There's be so as much Star Wars. Disney uh, sells Star Wars to the moon. The moon has no plans to make any more content. <laughs> the moon? Yeah, the moon's going to become a sentient thing and have money and buy Star Wars. If you watch Doctor Who, there's an episode that says the moon is actually a dragon egg. Yep. I saw a movie where the moon was a secret base. Is that the what? Mo- moonfall? Is that Transformers? Dark moonfall. Side of it's the moon? Moonfall. <laughs> yeah, Moonfall. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. From ancient humans. Oh. They put it there to stop this black ooze thing. Uh, if you watch Wallace and Gromit, the moon is cheese. This is very true. This is the way. If you're a flat earther, the moon is a light bulb. <laughs> or a smudge. Let's go back and look at our qualifiers. Uh, basically, the things we needed to happen in order for us to say this season was good. Ooh, what was mine? I forget. 
Oh, I'm glad you asked because I have it right here. Krishna has said, need to learn something significant about Grogu's past. You know, I think Jar Jar Binks saving him. What? Was significant <laughs> enough. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That was great. That might have, that might, that's up there. I mean, that might be my favorite part of the season. Was that flashback? It's definitely one of them. I'm at so. best being like getting to come back to Star Wars and have some positive uh, interactions is 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 awesome. Well, you know though that that wasn't the first time he played that. Yeah, Jedi, it was a right? YouTube series that they did yeah in the 2020. kids yeah kids yeah. YouTube series that uh, t- takes place where he's on a star cruiser and he's doing it's, it was a trivia show specific to YouTube. It was the dark uh, days. Kids. Remember in the early COVID where people were like, uh, yeah. "How do we make content?" Yep, without. Uh, being People. around each other. Yeah. Ahmed Best. Yeah. So. He was great. As Calvin Beck? Yeah. I so want to see more of that. So, Christian, so then I guess, yes, your qualifier was correct. So, spoiler for Christian's answer then. Uh oh. Uh, He's well, making I don't that know face. About that. We'll He's see. like, I don't. Know. I said there needs to be a big reveal. Grogu, Darksaber, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Luke level. Did you get that? Did you the dark saber? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure so you did. That was pretty big. Yeah, I was that's not say. a reveal. That's not a reveal. Like a that's an action. Reveal, it was revealed <laughs> that it was destroyed. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> Isn't a reveal an action? Well, actually, hold on. Lizzo, Jack, Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher, uh, uh, Lloyd. That's not a reveal. Those are yeah. reveals. A, rev- a reveal is like important information being conveyed to you. Right. It's important to know that the dark saber no longer. Works, but I mean, you had qualified it when we did the first episode. Sure. Of like, it needs to be something like Grogu in episode one, Luke showing up at the end of season two, Boba showing up at the end of the. Yeah, we didn't one get it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, which is okay. And our Jew said, "Don't split the marriage of Grogu and Din, Jari." <laughs> <laughs> which I think they. Uh, now they're they married, married, really. They're, they're really connected it. now. That's yeah. father and son. Ma- maybe married isn't the right word. Yeah, use I don't anymore. think you should use that word. Weird it's word. Star Wars. It's a large galaxy. Um, anyway, let's go back. Uh, okay, so those are qualifiers. Let's look at, you know, before we, we make bold predictions about a season four of Mandalorian. Um, and, and also at the time of taping of this pod, I don't know if you guys are aware, it's not official anything of a season four. We're just doing wild speculation and just making logical assumptions. Uh, but our bold predictions that we'd made for this season, Krishna started out with, Din fails his quest and leaves Mandalore behind, but the helmet will be melded to his face. <laughs> There's some truth to this. Because we didn't see. It. We never see Din's yeah. face. Well, the helmet me, never leaves. I will say this. He does leave this. Mandalore. If Grogu, if Din Grogu, well, he was just Grogu at the time. If Grogu hadn't been there to stop the fire... Protect uh, himself, <laughs> Bogatan and Mando from the fire. Maybe his helmet would be melted to his face, but maybe it yeah, still is because that. we don't. We they were protected, but there could have still been some heat. Also, he did get flamethrower. Like Moff Gideon used a flamethrower on him two or three times. Right, but then the IG twelve uh, Grogu combo sprayed him with the, the little spray thing. Back to spray. Yeah, that's what it was for. Oh, no, yeah, it was, was, was like body spray. Is that like, wow, you smell yeah. like shit. Man, you smell like burnt <laughs> He's like, hair. Papa, you smell. <laughs> no, I love no, 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 no. Oh, God, no. This smell isn't working for me. <laughs> I had said the big bad behind Gideon was Thrawn. And that Ooh. was very incorrect. It's kind well, of true, though. Not really, yeah, because yeah, Thrawn, Thrawn's actions are not supporting or helping or doing anything 
directly for Gideon. Yeah. So but, he's not the big bad behind Gideon. But it was revealed that Thrawn is coming. Sure, but and therefore, to, but, well, and therefore he's casting a shadow. Sure. Over the entire Empire operation. Oh, no, but, like but a shadow so. of the but here's, Empire. But here's the thing, though. Gideon even said it. Like uh, They've been saying for a while that Thrawn would show up, and there's been no Thrawn. So Thrawn is like me on a shift at work. People are like, where the hell is he? Oh, he took his 10th bathroom break. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, guys. Sorry, I'm late. What if like we go through this whole like Ahsoka thing and like Thrawn's returning and like Ezra's returning, but it's just like they're hanging out and they're friends and it like, might be, it could be. Why? Why not? I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't that be the lamest thing anybody could do? No, yes. I think it's like five other lamer things they could do. Which is then like to just have a cool, peaceful, like mellow. Ahsoka, where they're all like, something's coming. Oh, never mind. Nope. I guess it's just No, a no, party. so basically the, the labor <laughs> thing would be, think season two of Mandalorian, but it all leads up to Ahsoka saying hi or whatever to Thrawn the very last episode. Oh hi. That would be the, the labor thing to do. Uh, Arjuna's big, bold prediction for season three of The Mandalorian. This one's pretty wow. close. This one's pretty good. Live action Omega. And she will explain what Grogu is all about. Like where he's from. and yeah. we'll, we'll get the explanation. But uh, we did say bold. And I will say mine was the boldest. I mean, it was. It was, was it was pretty. I mean, Christian's was pretty bold because it was so violent. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, think it was going to happen, but. Two-thirds damn, of his, his prediction kind of happened. Call me a prof. True. He left true. Mandalore. His yes. helmet was kind of melded to his face. Because he did yeah. go through the water, made the water like yeah, st- stuck it. We actually oh, don't wow. know if it's melded to his face or not. It no, could we very don't. well be melded to his face at this point. Yeah. yeah. So basically, so, uh, point wise, right. uh, everyone gets a zero. So good job, guys. <laughs> I, think I, get, I think I get two points. You get zero. Couldn't the reveal be that Grogu didn't pass out after using so much force? He just sat down. He just kind of the, little, yeah. He just like <laughs> oh, I just need a seat. I don't need to like full on go days without consciousness. Uh, I think we got to define what reveal is. It sounds like anything that happens is a reveal. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't know about it before, it's being revealed to us now. Can't re- say. Can't used, reveal also just be like. Times. Can't reveal also just be like very. Uh, personal, right? Like, what a reveal is to me could be different from Arjuna, yeah, sure. from from you guys. That's a good you point. I was gonna say. I mean, do you point? Do you do you put the Moff Gideon clone thing? I mean, that is a reveal. That was a reveal. You know? I, yeah. I, I certainly thought that was an I interesting, an interesting reveal. Uh, especially because I think, again, like I said earlier, we all assumed that this was like the Palpatine, Snoke, uh, Force cloning type of thing. Um, that was going on. So it was an interesting wrinkle. You um, know what made sure. it even more like a bigger reveal, bigger like whoa moment is if when they're fighting these um, uh, stormtroopers with Mando armor on or Beskar or whatever on, if uh, it's like when the helmets gets ripped off and it's a Gideon. Ooh. Like that would have been like a whoa, holy shit moment. That would have been, been a way better way to... Like show the Gideon clones and then just have them in tanks and then yeah, that would have been kind of like oh my god, that'd be wild. Yeah. You should have been right. You should have been a writer for the show, Abby. I was. They fired me. I have a random oh. question for you guys. Sure. What was your favorite fight scene in the finale? Mine was when the the probably the Grogu Mando combo against the Praetorian guards. Mm. Yeah, I really liked the gate one with the the troopers and he's going through each level of the gate. It reminded me a little bit of oh yeah episode one with yep. Maul, Obi Wan and Qui Gon. I mean that one's obviously yeah. cooler, but 
That this one was pretty. I thought was was pretty sick. This was like a combo of like the Daredevil hallway scene, yeah, and and the episode one uh, fight with them all and stuff. It was cool to see them team up and like yeah. him use the force and what that combination can look like. Yeah. I think it promised something awesome for season four. The uh, Street Fighter esque uh, Star Wars game is what it promised. Christian, what about you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you guys pretty much named the, the, the good ones. I'll just say my favorite <laughs> moment from the fight scenes is when Grogu is on the rail and he's just jumping. <laughs> oh, and yeah. he's just making he's just making those noises like, eh, eh, ah, ah. It felt like and, he was kind of laughing, right? Like, I yeah, thought he was, he was having, it sounded like he was having fun, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was my favorite moment, I think, of the fight. I, I did like that uh, uh, kind of to what Michael said of them teaming up. I liked it when it was like Bo... Grogu and Din and mm. the like end and they were all kind of fucking the mother of the father the mother the father and the son mm-hmm. mother father the oh, son yeah. and the holy spirit well Did now those... Gideon's the holy spirit oh <laughs> snap or, or that one is oh yeah that particular if he's if he's a cloud yes do you get so, the impression that Jarn and Bo are gonna you know no, I, did, I did think it was weird we didn't get like a final scene with them like a, a convo or kind of anything a goodbye or like a, a high goodbye five. especially because they leave right and they're and they're like and the armor's like okay now go on your travels and i thought there'd be, like, <laughs> be something that was a little more like this is at least the end of the season and i won't see you for a while even like with her and grogu as well because they really bonded this season I, that was that was one thing i was kind of like huh that feels like a scene that they would have unless it's somewhere else in another show <laughs> right, or, it's gonna be in a for me. It's gonna be they a plan, <laughs> or they plan on seeing each other like every Friday for tea. You know, Ooh. they have ships. Shared they can custody. still meet up. I see. We don't know who was inside the house. Maybe making some drinks for them. <laughs> I doubt that the the person who's now ruling Mandalore is gonna take time to go to Navarro and make fucking tea. Don't put her in a box. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's look at bold predictions for season four of Mandalorian, or just the future, or the future. I, I feel of like the Mandalorian. Ravi, I feel like Ravi already gave his right, which no. is a good one. No, 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 that was that was just for Gideon. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. fine. Future of this show, or the future in general? No, no. Future of the Ma- of Din and Grogu. Din, yeah, Grogu yeah, yeah. And Din Jar- Grogu. Jarjan. What? <laughs> Future of the Dins. How about that? Ah, yes, the Dins. We're the having Din the Dynasty. Dins over for tea. <laughs> They're going to make a prequel series called The Origins of Din. Din. Anyway, Christian, what's your book prediction? for dinner. The Din Dinner. Dinner for Din. <laughs> the Dinners. Um, my bold prediction is... I mean, at this point, you would think the next time... You see, Grogu and Din is going to be, at the very least, in Ahsoka. I think. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. bold though, but I think they're definitely going to show up in that show. We already Din and Ahsoka have met. Ahsoka and Grogu have met. Um, Thrawn was mentioned in the Mandalorian. So it, it, now that Mando is taking these odd jobs for the Re- New Republic, there's easy ways to get them into that show with a with the big threat of Thrawn. Uh, arriving so I guess my bold prediction is they're going to be in Ahsoka and uh, they will fuck shit up fuck shit up it's not bold it's not bold at all but 
I want to say like they get split, but I don't think that's going to actually happen. I want to say one of them dies. I don't think that's going to happen. I want to say one of them joins Thrawn. That's not going to happen. Like all the bold predictions I could c- come up with are just, they're so, out- they're not bold. They're just outrageous. They're just not even outrageous. They're just, oh. they're not even predictions. They're like those things are not going to happen. So yeah. Any ideas? It, it, it feels like their story their immediate, their, at least their immediate story seems pretty set. I don't see any twists or turns. That's what makes them twists and turns. Don't see them coming. Oh yeah, yeah no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm saying I don't see, any I don't see any, I don't see any twists or turns for this. It That's my bold prediction. Close. There are no twists or turns for this duo. I think it's going to be pretty. Like they come in, they help people, they do their stuff. They have some minor challenges and obstacles, but I don't think there's anything major left for these two. Here's yeah. the M. Night Shyamalan twist. They become pod racers. It's pod racing. It's pod racing time. <laughs> it's morphin time. It's morbin time. Yeah, I was going to say it's morbin time. <laughs> morbin time. Morbin time. I never saw that movie. You're lucky. I didn't either, actually. So. Oh, I it's did. It's called skills. I, I, Jeez. Yeah. Judy, do you have a bold prediction for season four of The Mandalorian? Yeah, I think uh, this is kind of going off what Christian said, but I, I think the fourth season will be. I don't think Dave Filoni is going to be involved with season four of The Mandalorian. I think this will be a John Favreau solo effort, and I think it's going to be very much like season one, where it is just kind of Din and Grogu. It's not as connected to the larger Star Wars universe, and it is, again, back to the quests of the week. There'll be, like, some type of through line for the season. There's some type of story and arc, but I don't think it's going to... I think these last two seasons have done such a big job of world-building and building up other shows that the fourth season is now going to go in the opposite way and just tell the story of Din and Grogu. Why, though, and no like, Dave involved? I think he's going to be too busy with... Uh, Ahsoka, but he's not—he's not the front runner for Ahsoka. He, I believe, is the showrunner for Ahsoka. I thought it was someone else. Uh, Even I, if he's not the showrunner, he'd be. I think he's still going to be hugely involved. Sure, those are his show. characters. And yeah. I also think he's going to be involved in this movie that he's making. Right? Oh even, no, he's no. Even if it doesn't come out for a few years, there's still a lot of pre-production. I think, like with the opening up of all of these releases with these new Star Wars shows and these Star Wars movies, it's pulling these guys in different directions and they kind of need to divide and conquer. I do, I when Christian was talking about the Darksaber and the symbolism with it, I kind of do like that that's kind of like Filoni passing the torch now. He's on to Ahsoka, he's on to these other things. And it's not like he's dropping the show forever, but I do not think he's going to be as intimately involved. involved in this show as he was before. This is the first season of The Mandalorian that did not have a Dave Filoni-directed episode, right? It had, I think, one or two episodes that were co-written by him, mm-hmm. but even from his like from the previous seasons, he was more involved in the first two seasons than he was with this season. Uh, I believe he like helped co-write episode four, which had the Grogu flashback. Flashbacks, right. Um, and I think he might have done one other episode, but beyond that, like he he didn't do as much on the day to day. I'm sure he helped map it out with um, Favreau, but I think it's going to be even less uh, in season four because of because because of these other projects. And I think narratively, at least where they're going with the show, that kind of works, right? Because I think it is going to kind of quote unquote get back to roots. Um, and again, this is probably a a boring bold prediction, but my my boring bold prediction is it is 
quest of the week. It, there's no, it's not going to be like, Thrawn was behind it, and here's the dark saber type of thing. It's just going to be like, well, no, because that's in Ahsoka, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think, I think these last two seasons did some world building, and now it's like, okay, now we're going to go back to <clears throat> Dating Grogu. Gotcha. Well, the Mandalorian is Favreau's creation. It is right. not Filoni's, right? But he has, has been no, he has been, been intimately helping. involved right. with the create with the show. Um, and you know they've yeah. they've even pre- been presented <laughs> together, right, for mm-hmm. the show. Uh, in a lot of their through a marketing thing is it you would, I think for the casual fan you would think it's a Dave and John thing. Yeah, exactly. Through and and, through, and so. even the way that the it's been the stories of the show and the history mm-hmm. of the show has been told, they've been connected. But I think it is going to be more John Favreau for season four. But uh, that's so difficult because his character's gone. <laughs> But he no so pass. <laughs> yeah, is, is John gonna really give two flying fucks anymore? His character's dead. Well, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he invention. did the voice, right? That's true. Um, no, wait, have it, there's more Vizslas, you know. Sure. So, oh, yeah. The Vizsla, there's the Vizsla clan, right? Yeah. Ravi, are you gonna have a different bold prediction? Oh, big time! I mine's actually or, super sorry. bold. Yeah, bold. Here we go. Are you guys ready for this one? Okay. It's gonna blow your brains. Time travel. Do it. Din Jarin is going to teach himself. Some of the ways of the Jedi. And so he's going to learn how to use the Force. Not necessarily use the Force, but I think he's going to take a, like, real, like, a better understanding of how the Jedi and all that stuff works. Because I think he's going to recognize that Grogu cannot just be one thing. He can't just be a Mandalorian. He, in order for him to survive and be a part of the world, Grogu needs to take an approach that is like multiple cultures, multiple ideologies and things in order to kind of help him survive. Because number one, you know, his species doesn't really work with the Mandalorian way because of how he ages. And the Jedi kind of fit that a little bit better, you know, i.e. Yoda and everything. So in order for him to be like a better father and teacher, he'll need to either go out and seek a Luke again or an Ahsoka or somebody to just kind of take like a crash course in like <laughs> Jedi philosophy and, and ideology. I have a question. Nice. I don't know if, I anyone, like that. if anyone knows this. Does anyone know at what age Yoda became a Jedi master? Yes. 102. Nope. Did you just pull that out of your ass? Thousand percent. But it sounds good, right? Oh, uh, I'm just curious, right? Like, if if and when they age up Grogu, sure. I mean Star Grogu. So Grogu's aging convention, if I did my math correctly, which I probably didn't, and I'm basing it off of Yoda's age, and he dies around nine hundred. He dies around nine hundred. Let's just say like nine hundred or whatever. And if we take like nine hundred and divide that into like the average age of like let's say eighty or whatever, we'll make it cleaner, right? Let's say nine hundred is ninety. Ninety. So that's a one to ten ratio. Mm-hmm. So then so Grogu, Grogu right now, yeah. if he's like 50, 60 or whatever, he is roughly five, two. No, wow, we're all bad at math. He's five. I think it's five. He's five. Yeah. He's five years old. You'd be five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. Because be if he's 50, which is yeah. half of 100. He's about five years old. So if yeah. you speed things up to like another 50 years or so, which would be less than 50 years, like by the time the Ray movie takes place, that's roughly... I think maybe 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not 50 years. Be eight. So it's like He's eight. Be like eight years old. So he may, maybe would be function, like have talking, be able to talk and everything. I also don't think necessarily that 
Grogu can't talk because of his age. I think it's also because of trauma. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking his, about that, too. Past. I was wondering, like, they could, you know, if if and when they do age up Grogu significantly, would it be weird to start having him talk? And would he talk like Yoda? Would, you know, like, how would that work? And well, Yaddle, who's also the same species, like she that. does not talk right. the way that Yoda talks. Right. I think how Yoda talks is very unique to him. Maybe each each member of this race has a unique way of communicating. Right. And maybe Grogu's is just babbling. It could be. It could yeah. just be babble. Maybe he's going to become such a powerful force wielder, he'll use mind, mind discussions. If, <laughs> if Grogu at 50 is the equivalent of a two-year-old, in order for him to be able to talk properly, Den will have to be dead. Or Jarn will have to be dead. Because it'll be another well, fifty years before he's like four years old, right? But we, well, we're thinking we're thinking he's five though. Not yeah, two. we're doing a one to ten rate or yeah, one, one to, to ten. ten ratio. So if it's like yeah, nine hundred years is their lifespan, and you let's put say it like down you, to you, let's years. say Yoda was very old, right? By right. the end, he was so nine hundred like, years exactly. So let's say that was right. like not like a ninety year old, for example. Right. So it's a one to so ten well, ratio. So it's easy one to ten ratio. Yeah. So then he would be about five. So he should be talking. Right, so that's Should why I'm be. saying that. that's like either he chooses not to, trauma. or there's trauma that's preventing him from doing. Or that. they don't age at the same rate. Or they, or yeah, they don't age it's the a same way. Rate of aging, yeah. whatever. It's not like Could a be. one to one, like or dogs, whatever. Grogu yeah. is yeah. immortal, yeah, uh, and he will never speak or age. He's well, like so wait, 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 hold, hold on. Let's let's go back and keep doing the math, even though everyone hates math. If in the normal spectrum of a human, which is when you're 90, you're you're done, and around five, you're supposed to be talking, right? So that's what forty or eighty-five year difference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a fifty-year-old. Well, no. So yeah, it's fifty years though. So eight hundred fifty. So maybe then it's it's is it doubled? Is it tripled? Like, do you have to be fifteen in human years, which is one hundred and fifty in Grogu years, and then he can talk? I don't know. I'm well, make, I'm confusing myself. Doesn't it come down to how quickly they can learn things? And that right. wouldn't that mean then that if Grogu can't learn to talk while being around people who talk for fifty years, yeah, that he's just really slow to get it. He's either slow to get it, or maybe, or he's incapable of talking, or he just yeah. doesn't want to talk. Also true. I Are we sure he talk. hasn't spoken any actual words? Correct. Different no words. language. Nope. We do know. So we do know in season two. Grogu and Ahsoka talk with the Force, right? Yes. That's how we learn about his name and some of the experiences when they're kind of communicating with the Force. So he knows how to communicate in different ways, right? And then we see him in this season communicate with IG-12 using the buttons. And he obviously understand he understands what people yeah. are saying. When yeah. people talk to him, he knows what they're saying, but he is not speaking words. Right? So maybe then Den not only, or Jaren not only to help his son... Which is weird to me, by the way. I think it's weird they made him his son. Uh, you know, they learned to communicate through the Force instead of through words. Well, Din isn't tapped into the Force, so that's going to be But tricky. he can. Anybody can tap into Well, it the depends. Force. Are we going after Ryan Johnson's Abs- idea of the absolutely. Force? Absolutely. <laughs> or are we going what they've said? Well, well you George already said Lucas's, in this podcast uh, that other species were able to wield the Force with that weren't Jedi. You're, right, no, you the know, Force... So, like, it, you don't need to be a Jedi. To no, no, but you have to be able to tap into the Force. Not everyone in the Star Wars universe is able to tap into the Force free willy style. I, th- I think they are. If you go off George Lucas's uh, explanation, it's all based off your midichlorian count. Right. 
So if you're high enough, if that is still true or not, Ooh. that's a that's a different question. But George Lucas did say that the midichlorians are themselves of the Force, and that you they they can be like like bacteria; they can be absorbed by anybody. I mean, that's what Gideon was trying to do. Whether he was successful or not, we don't know. Yeah, so he destroyed everything. <laughs> he destroyed all his toys. So if 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 Din Djarin gets a transfusion of midichlorians, he'll be able to mind link. So if he Grogu. has a severe wound in season four and Grogu has to provide blood, that transfusion will give Din Djarin the ability to communicate but let's, via the force. Let's back up a second. Let's just use basic physics here. I don't think Grogu has enough blood in him to also, give Din also any human, kind of blood transfusion. Also, like it's bigger on the can't inside. even give each other like blood. Like you have to be a certain blood type. So species to species blood might be even tougher. It's science Is his blood Anything even red? It could this be blue. True. But Gideon was doing that. Well, we don't know what he was doing, but he was using his blood. You know, it's very possible. It's very possible that Gideon thought he had figured it out, and really, all he had done was like. Just made a blueberry. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> made yeah. a blueberry. Yes. What? I'm hungry. That's why I'm thinking blueberries. Oh, nice. You know, I'm really hungry when I'm thinking about eating fucking fruit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's ask that big question so I can go and eat some fruit. Who are you? Arjuna. Would you like to start us off? Yes. Well, go for it then. Ooh. Krishna. Yes. Was the Mandalorian season three? Good. I'm gonna say yes. Whoa. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say without the last two episodes, I would have been no. But I enjoyed the last two episodes quite a bit. Uh, I would agree with Arjuna that the first six were it was it was disjointed. Uneven. Some episodes were uneven. Uneven. <laughs> yes. Some episodes were much better than others. Um, and also, like the first six episodes, I just found myself being very meh about more than half of it. So, uh, you know, that's why I was like, oh, I really don't know. The last two episodes, though, I had a lot of fun. I actually liked the goofiness of like some of the lo- the leaps in logic of the last the last few episodes. To me, that feels it feels more Star Wars. Like when I when when seeing that stuff. Um, so and the uh, you know. The action sequences were cool, um, and kind of like Learman said, that last shot I actually I loved it. I mean, when they're sitting out there by their cabin and got the little the little circle closing in on them, and he's torturing a frog. You know, I I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, it's that just did it for me. So <laughs> I'm not a psycho. <laughs> it's just a frog. It's just a frog, bro. It's Krishna, fine. You should get. We should get you a frog. We should get you a pet frog. I'll kill it. I'll do. I'm gonna pull a Grogu and kill it. Um, so yeah, it was it was good, just barely, but it was good. Burly, uh, burly. Ravi was uh, season three of The Mandalorian good. I have tattoos on my skin. <laughs> oh, you're invested, literally. So right, you've literally got skin in the game. I literally have skin in the game, and uh, thankfully they did not disappoint. And yes, it was a good season. But I just want to put that disclaimer out. I have it <laughs> on my skin. It's almost it's almost like it's almost like Disney's holding you hostage and you're like I have to say yes. I mean it's it's self-inflicted hostage situation I guess. 
Clearly. Nobody told me to do this. Except that voice in my head. Blink twice if they did tell you to do this. My head. Arjuna, was Mandalorian season three good? And if you say no, I will tickle you. Well, I, I was going to say yes, but now. Please, for the love of God, say yes. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. Uh, it was not my favorite season of, of the show. Um, I, I do think the show lost itself a little bit with this season. Um, <laughs> I just thought of Eminem's like, lose yourself. Lose yourself. <laughs> you know, I, I think what I think like. Some of the unevenness and the disjointedness of of the season really shone through, as kind of Christian had mentioned, uh, as we talked about earlier in the episode. And this was the first season of The Mandalorian where it didn't feel like appointment television to me. Like the first two seasons, I would stay up till midnight, and I was really excited every week. And this season, I was just like, "Oh, it's Mandalorian's coming out tonight." Like, oh, you know, okay, cool. but you know, there's a massive difference though. Like the the biggest difference I think, and I think the people need to be made aware of this. The, the biggest people. difference between like this season and the other two seasons of Mandalorian is you're in your fucking thirties. <laughs> I don't, oh, I, but yeah. staying up past midnight is a chore. It, it no, is, it's, it's not. It's, it's but it's harder. not even. It's not even about the staying up part. It's sure. about the excitement of like watching the show. And at times, like watching the show felt like a chore. It didn't feel like I was necessarily enjoying it as much, right? And I think some of that comes down to. The storytelling and the excitement that I got out of the show—it just didn't—it didn't resonate as much with me this season. And um, another I, reason too. And I, I do think I do think I think part of that goes back to even like one of my big criticisms for last season was season two is it felt like they opened up the world way too much, right? Remember, mm-hmm. remember I was I was on this pod like being like, "There's just too much going on, connecting to stuff," and everyone was loving it, and I was like, "Ah, well." Um, and I feel like that kind of hurt this season a little bit too, because you then had to open up the world even more, right? So I am kind of, ex- I kind of do hope my my bold prediction comes true a little bit, where we get back to get back to basics a little bit and go back to season one, which I really enjoyed. And uh, you know, sometimes you just it, everything doesn't have to connect, and that doesn't have to be like this large narrative. And sometimes it's just you want to you want to show, and you just want to go along for the journey and see where it goes. I'm a one, other, one other big difference too is you had this little show called Andor come out. And I wonder, at least for me personally, if I enjoy the season more if I never see Andor. Because Andor, to me, has changed what a Star Wars show is capable of. Uh, so, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to, you know, make comparisons. Um, but, you know, you're gonna do it anyway. So was Andor this year? It was like late last year. Okay, it started in September and went through November. Wow, it feels like it was this year. I mean, time what is, is it? Confusing. What is it? I, mean, I mean, it was like time yeah, is confusing. It was a long time ago. It wasn't a long time ago. It feels so fresh though. It's weird. Yeah, Maybe because it was of a celebration. Actually, that probably makes more oh. sense. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Wow, yeah, wow, so wow, we wow. are. I, I'm shocked you said yes, Juno. I am too, actually. That's the yeah. biggest shocking. I was on the border. Thing. I was on the border, but I think like. Oh, how's I'm, that wall? Wow, wow, wow. I, I was on the border, but like I think just the last few weeks, I I was just able to enjoy the show a little bit more. Mm. You know, just to be like, oh, this is kind of a good time. I think like as I was going into the season, I was like, this is one of my favorite shows. 
And halfway through the, sh- the season, I was like, this is like a show that I watch and <laughs> enjoy. Oh, and like, that's it, you know? So like, yeah. I think like kind of resetting my expectations sure. a little bit helped. Um, and, and I'm curious to like go back and rewatch the season and see if I enjoy it more altogether and maybe without the weight of expectations, you know, like it was, it's been what, two years since we got season two of the Mandalorian. Yeah. It was 2021. Um, you know, and yeah. I think I, I think I built up my personal expectations for this show a lot. Right. And so like, you know, as we've talked about before, it's like, there's a danger in that sometimes when you, when you overhype yourself up for something and it doesn't necessarily, I, I'm very curious meet that to see like, how long is it going to be between, Season three now season three. and whenever the next season is like because we obviously we've got a, you know we have Ahsoka coming out we have Skeleton Crew also coming out which is also set in the same roughly time period as mm-hmm. well, um, and as far as I'm aware, no, again nothing has been greenlit, no pre production, no set film dates have been set up, so you could probably argue you're not going to get it like in a year, like the first half of 2024. So it's very possible we don't see it till end of 2024, start 2025. So, and that is quite a while, honestly. That's not a any short period of time. Christian will be in his 40s. He will be in his 40s. Yeah, yeah. We're aging him up. Yeah, we're doing the time jump. Yeah, we've. We're. I'm I'm not good at math. We're recasting (laughs) Krishna as an older, older Krishna, older Krishna. You're recasting me as a 40 year old. Yeah, and I'm going to recast myself as a 22 year old. Oh, you're yeah. gonna do the young casting. Yep, young casting. We're gonna find some reason that, some that female made me representation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that's gonna do it for us here. And was it good? Thank you as always for jumping in, listening. As ours, you can find our full podcast on YouTube.com/slash Was It Good. Check us out on TikTok and Instagram at Was It Good Pod, and on Twitter if you still use it at Was It Good. Check out our website Was It Good Info. Our next podcast is going to be on Power Rangers, I believe. Maybe. Maybe. We haven't decided yet. So, again, follow us on socials to figure out what we're doing next. Till the next time we are all in this room together. We're all in this together.